Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Sports Space. You're not so new sports podcast, I guess you could say. I believe we're on episode 36. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say 36. And um, I am not joined by Ben today. So it's just me. So I can go on as many Panthers rants as I want to. Um, so we're going to jump right into that. So Panthers. The, the the franchise is at this point at a function as dysfunctional level as to a point where it's giving me actual concern for the future of the franchise and where I feel as though there's a chance we're gonna be one of those franchises that has a period of 10, 20, 30 years of just not being good. And I really don't want that to happen. Obviously, I'm a very big Panthers fan. But the dysfunctionality of the franchise is so clear. The Rock Hall, the, the the Rock Hall headquarters, that deal fell through. We don't know what we're doing with our coach. We, how, it's like miraculous that Matt Rule is here. Um, early in the soft season, the reports of David Tepper. And David Tepper, Scott Fitterer, and Matt Rule not being on the same page and who had power inside the organization. Um, and also, this has been shown in the past few years with the Panthers' moves to go out to get Sam Darnold and Teddy Bridgewater and possibility of going out to get Baker Mayfield. Um, that David Tepper is not, will, is not willing to sit and watch a quarterback develop. And that that's how we've seen quarter that's how we've seen successful teams win championships. Aside from the Rams and Matt Stafford this past year, and actually also besides the past year. But we've seen te- this is how you develop this is how you develop a team. And we don't have the draft capital right now to go out and get a top quarterback. We only have one pick and the top in the in the, the first two days of the draft. Um they don't know. Uh, it doesn't seem like they know what they're doing. We've had two players this offseason arrested. Shy Smith, I believe he had illegal possession of a gun and um, illegal drug possession. And Damian Wilson just recently got arrested, I believe it was yesterday, for threatening to kill his wife or girlfriend or fiance. And it's ridiculous. And like this, we have so many good parts about our team right now. And that, I mean, like, there's a few parts that are so glaringly bad that it's just this this franchise is dysfunctional. And I there's so many ways we should get, we can go. I I don't believe that um I don't Matt Rule shouldn't be the coach. I believe he'll be fired by week he'll probably be fired by week ten next year. Uh, it's just it's a mess. And I love the Panthers, but I hate just being a, I hate how the franchise is run, and I'm worried for its future, and also that leaves some one of my other favorite teams, the Reds, the Reds, that, that's a, that's a, that's a really dysfunctional franchise, I believe we are at the MLB's worst, um, record right now, I believe we're around 2 and 10, 2 and 11, um, we haven't won in 10 days, I'm pretty sure is what it is. Um, and it's just, it's, I, I, I hate it. Uh, it's just, 
like we repeatedly keep going we keep we repeatedly every off season we keep cutting payroll um we keep cutting payroll and like we we keep cutting payroll and moving back on our rebuild we got rid of Jesse Winker, Eugenio Suarez. Suarez wasn't that good last year, but he's he still could turn. Yeah, whatever. Um, we and we lost Nick Castellanos, which he signed with the team. We still lost Nick Castellanos. Um, we lost Sonny Gray, and it just doesn't appear that we're willing to spend the money that needs to be spent. Another team like that is the A's. The A- the A's literally have like zero attendance. I mean, I'm pretty sure one of the recent most recent games had less than four thousand people attending. And uh, what what's their um what's their uh the stadium stadium um capacity? I mean, like it's three four thousand. They literally almost had. I think they had maybe a bit less than ten thousand people. I mean, that, I mean, like that's that's ridiculous. I mean, I mean, less than ten percent people are people, and the state. I'm like that's ridiculous. I mean, like the A's are a problem. No, they aren't spending the money. That's that's also the issue. I feel like that's also the issue with MLB is that they have there's no salary cap, so teams in smaller markets like the Reds or like Oakland. I mean, Oakland's not necessarily a small market. They just don't spend money. Um, or they're, they're smaller. Whatever. Um. But I mean, like that's why the Yankees and the Dodgers are always are always seem good on paper, is because they have so much money just because of where they're located. Um, but also back to the Reds, I'm pretty sure we're. Um, I think I was, we've lost ten or eleven games since um part owner ten games, or something like that. Uh, owner said, uh, the, the the owner said Phil Castellini. Or I think that's what it is. So like, be careful what you ask for about ownership changes. Or he's part. I think his um is that's his Bob Castellini's his dad. So he's like, I think he's the president. I'm not sure. Um, and it, it's time for a change. That I I don't I I don't like talking about the Reds because I don't they're just. So dysfunctional. It's incredibly dysfunctional, and it just sucks. So that's dysfunctionality, kind of the way that I just need to get off my chest. I need to go on a Panthers rant and a Reds rant. Um, and it's just ridiculous. And kind of saying in a fell kind of region, um, star receiver for the 49ers, Debo Samuel, has requested a trade today. Um, and it's mostly, it's partially, um, it's. Sorry, it's partially his con. It's partially his contract negotiations, and those have and how those have kind of stalled. But it's mostly how he does not want to be used as a running back receiver hybrid or receiver running back hybrid. Because he's he's getting a beating. I'm not sure how many touches he had last year, but he probably had. I'm gonna say he had over. Um, what do you call it? What do you say? Uh, I'm gonna say I'm probably saying it had over 400. I mean, like that's that's a lot of touches, and he's that's a beating. That's that's just like it's horrible. I mean, like that's it's just not fair to him, honestly. I mean, 
Oh, I forgot. Hold on, that's boobs. Oh yeah, no, never mind. It's not four hundred. That was ridiculous. What did I say? He had a lot of touches. Way too many than he should be getting. Like he's getting a beating out there. He's our only target out there, and uh, that's ridiculous. Um, actually, yeah, four hundred was way too. I don't know why I said four hundred. That's running back. That's Christian McCaffrey. Um. <laughs> I don't, know, I don't know who will get traded to. Um, ben is iffy on if he wants to trade for Debo Samuel. Obviously, we know that the Packers are in desperate need of a receiver. Um, and we don't know they're going to take two receivers in the first four picks or two in the first two picks. They have two first-rounders that could get in combination of, like, me, Chris Olave, and John Dodson, which was, you know, um, I mean, there's so many ways the Packers could go, uh, but for more for Debo Samuel, um, I mean, I wish him the best of luck, I don't know, there's so many teams, that, there's so many teams he could go to, um, I feel like, obviously the Packers are there, the Jets are, the, the Jets are a team that it's very interesting what they could do, they try to go out and get DK Metcalf earlier this year. Um, I see the, probably the Lions are also a team. Uh, I don't know. I see the Eagles could also be a team. Um, I mean, there's so many teams out there. And also the 49ers definitely have interest in retaining him. But also, I feel like the 49ers have no leverage in these in these trade negotiations for Diego Samuel. Because if he doesn't get traded, he's probably not going to play. So you can't demand a first-round pick for him. And if you don't get that, he's just not gonna play. He's just be sitting on your rot. And it's not like, it's not like that he's willing to play for your team. I mean, so so many ways to go. But I did not see that coming. I thought he just signed a new contract with the 49ers. I thought that was it. Um, but we'll see where he goes. The Dolphins are actually also a really interested, interesting team. So many places he could go. So many ways could play out. It's really interesting. Um, and okay, yeah. I so this is the first thing I talked about. NBA, we're in the NBA playoffs. Um, so I'm a, I'm sad that the Hornets are not in it, and the Hornets that's a, that's a not a mess. That's not a dysfunctional franchise per se. That's just a not quality. Franchise. I mean, they're not like it's not dysfunctional. It's just not, like not super. It's not quality, I guess. There's a lot of things that we sorted out with that team. We have to pay Miles Bridges this offseason. He's probably going to get the max. Um, it's a really big offseason for the Hornets. Um, but the playoffs right now. So I'll go over who's in it and like the standings and the not standings, the series leads and whatnot. So on the east side, it's Miami versus Atlanta, 1 8. Miami leads series 2 nothing. The 4 5 game is Philadelphia or 4 5 series. It's Philadelphia, Toronto. Philly leads at series 2 0. Um, Bucks, Bulls is a 3 6 series. Then Milwaukee leaves, leads 1 0. Uh, and then Celtics, Nets, which had that amazing Jason Tatum game winner and game number one. That was absolutely, that was like one of the best game winners I've seen. Um, that Boston leads that game, series, the 
Boston leads that series one nothing. Um, and then over on the West, one eight series is Suns New Orleans. I'll shout out to New Orleans making the playoffs. We get now get their pick. That series is tied one one. Also shout out to uh Red Ingram because he's been playing incredible. And shout out to Herb Jones because he's been absolutely amazing. And it makes me very happy as an Alabama fan. Um, the four five series is Dallas Jazz. Series is tied one one. Uh, Golden State Denver is a three six. Golden State leaves two nothing. Jordan Poole's absolutely been monster. He's been amazing. The NBA is in really good hands with him. John Moran, Anthony Edwards, Harris Maxey, Lamelo Ball, Tyler Hero, um, Joel Embiid. I mean, like, I mean, not to put those, but there's so many young guys. Like, not not Joel Embiid necessarily. But there's so many young guys. Not like maybe just in their twenties. So like, so like Cade Cunningham, Jalen Green, Scotty Barnes, huh? Evan Mobley. I mean, there's the Tyrese Halliburton. There's so many young guys, like pretty young guys. This is they're gonna be the future of this league, and it's really exciting to see these guys get some play, like get some time in playoffs. And then the two seven game series is Memphis Minnesota, and that series is tied one one. So. Well, uh, but I think the Warriors look like they can win the finals right now. I don't really think any team on the West looks like they can win the finals right now. Phoenix definitely could. It's just Devin Booker just got hurt, and he might and he's likely not going to be available for games three and four of that series. In the East, Miami is amazing. Philadelphia looks good. Uh, that Boston Brooklyn series. I don't know who's going to get out of that series, but whoever does will be a really tough team to beat. Um, Milwaukee could definitely repeat. Um, I mean, the East looks a lot more tough, especially in the, this year and just in the playoffs than usual and then the West. Um, I know the series already kind of started. I'm My prediction, I'm going to admit, I'm, ooh, that's tough. I'm gonna say it's gonna be. I'm saying Warriors Heat Finals. That's what I'm gonna go with. The Heat, they stay healthy. They look unstoppable. Jimmy Butler dropped. He dropped a forty bomb yesterday, or have been two days ago. I think it was yesterday. Uh, I mean, this is. This looks like it's gonna be a great playoffs. We've already gotten one game winner. That's actually, we did actually get uh, uh, buzzer beater March Madness, which is really interesting. Um, so yeah, I mean, as I think. I'm sad that the Hornets aren't in, but that's actually nice because I don't have to kind of stress over it. See how it plays out. I mean, I'm really, and also sucks. Um, I won't be able to watch the finals because I'm not. Whenever the every year the finals are on, I I'm at summer camp. <laughs> it sounds really dumb. Um, so I can't watch it. It's it sucks, but um, you know, it seems like it's gonna be. It seems really. It seems like a, not fun, but it seems like it's going to be really fun playoffs. Um, and now moving back to NFL, I want to do a mock draft. And it says random. I want to do a Jets mock draft. Um, and then, and then, uh, we're, I'm going to kind of, sw- uh, actually I'll use normal, mo- I don't know, I was going to use PFN, uh, mock draft simulator, but I'm just going to use the normal one that we, Ben and I usually use. Um, 
I like PFN. I also like PFF, but you can't really see the board when it's simulating in PFF. Which is why it's not. I don't really like it. And I prefer this. I prefer this one's kind of. Actually, you know what? I'll use PFN. I prefer the other one's kind of rankings more. But um. But hold on. This is. But uh, this one I like. PFN's probably my favorite besides the rankings. So seven. So, uh, the, okay, I actually nope. I'm changing this because uh, Garrett Wilson just got picked number two overall. That ain't happening. Alright, so I'll just do the normal one. Okay, so there's Jets. And this will be without trades. Um, so. Hold on. Alright, there we go. So Jets, they have four picks inside the top 40, I'm pretty sure. And one of those is the Panthers' second-round pick, which we traded for Sam Darnold. So, at number four here, um, off the board is Kevin Thibodeau to the Jaguars, Hutch, Aiden Hutchinson to the Lions, and Evan Neal to the Texans. And also, kind of on the, uh, the uh, Lions' drafting situation, a report has come out that I don't really like Kevin Thibodeau. So, I think uh, if... Aiden Hutchinson goes number one overall to the Jaguars, which I believe he will, then I think Javon Walker will, will likely go number two, which would be a really interesting thing to see happen. And then, you know, maybe, maybe the Jaguar, you know, maybe we can get, maybe the Panthers can get Evan Neal or Ike McWanted. That'd be amazing. Um. Okay, so now back onto the Jets. Um. So the Jets, so on the board... It's Ike McWanu, Trevon Walker, Ahmad Gardner, Kyle Hamilton, Garrett and Garrett Wilson. It's kind of the top five. Whew. This is tough. Um, I think they could. Alvin Tackle could be an option. I wouldn't. I'm not necessarily opposed to that. But I feel like if you're the Jets, and I kind of, I think I don't know if this is an official sports face mock job. I said this earlier in the year. The Jets need another guy like Darrell Rebus to just put on an island, and there's no way anybody's getting a catch on them. And that's Ahmad Gardner. Sauce Gardner is just absolutely amazing. And I don't really know how to... He's just amazing. So now, the top five is Derek Stingley, Malik Willis, Jermaine Johnson, Drake London, and Jordan Davis. There's also Jameson Williams, Chris Olave. Uh, just to name a few receivers. So at 10 here, I feel like I should go receiver. And as much as I want to say Jameson Williams, because I love Jameson Williams, I feel like I've seen Drake London mock to the Jets at 10 so many times. I see it happening. And I think Ahmad Gardner and Drake London is a great back-to-back. Um, what's, what's the words I'm looking for? It's a great... Two first round picks. I feel like you can't really do much better than that. Um, all right. So now we're at thirty five, and Malik Willis is still on the board. I mean, obviously we're not going to take him, but it is actually really interesting that he's still on the board and no team picked him. Like I'm, actually, no, no. Matt Corral was picked over him, which at six I wouldn't do as the Panthers. Or, but I would do it later than that. I like for 16 for the Saints, I'd do that. 
Uh, 20 for the Steelers, I'd do that. Or also 19 for the Saints. Um, <laughs> 22 for the Packers, I would, no, not do that for the Packers. Um, I, I can honestly see the Buccaneers doing that, even though I hope they don't. And I can see the Lions doing that at 32 or 34. Um, I do that. I'd do that over Malik Willis, but I feel like Malik Willis's upside is better to take early in the top ten. Um, I don't know why. That's really weird. Um, I'd like Matt Crowd's a more safe pick, but not to get six. That's weird. Okay. Um, so moving on. So the Jets. So they probably need an edge, and there is David Ojabo. He is coming off an ACL injury. I don't know necessarily how bad it is. I don't know if it's to a point where he if he can play in training camp next year or later this year, that's good. But if he might miss training camp, then I probably wouldn't take David Ojabo at thirty-five. Um, hold on, I'm looking it up as it's okay. Um. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, this is Achilles. Was it, was it Achilles or ACL? Oh my gosh, this is Achilles. Crap. Um, it was just like, so maybe you could, maybe, I don't know necessarily, I think I'm at 35. Hold on. Um, let me see. I'm trying to see. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I just wouldn't take him at 35. If he's there at 38, I'd probably take him because he's way too athletic not to take at that point. Um, but I feel like uh, on the other side of um, of Mekai Becton, you need another tackle. Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure Mekai Becton's the right tackle. I feel like you go get in that Tyler Smith from Tulsa. He could be kind of viewed as a guard, and he, he's a very raw prospect. But he has just incredible athleticism, great balance, great power. I think you take that 35 for for just a risk. Honestly, if you're the Jets, you're rebuilding, and it's not you're not taking that with your for, for only first round pick. You're taking it with your one of two second round picks. So I definitely think you can take Tyler Smith there. I feel like that's a completely respectful pick. Um. And it's not the same just as we used to that we're used to seeing. They've kind of become more of a respectful um franchise. Slowly become a more respectful franchise. They trash Robert Sala. All right. And then Robert Sala, grand coach, is also defensive coach. At thirty eight, David Ojabo's there. I think you gotta take him at that point. I don't really see you passing up on him at that point. Um, so now at number sixty nine. So this is tough. You need a safety. I lost Marcus May. No really great safeties. There's Terry Joseph. Not necessarily at 69. That's who I would take. Um, I would do. They were not doing trades. So there's no trade backs. Um, what's the stuff? They don't have another pick till 111. So this one has to count. Um, whew, this is actually pretty tough. Um, defensive line. There's Zachary Carter, but that's way big. That's a very big reach. Um, honestly, I feel like I think he's when I think 
if not the he's one of the best linebackers in the class, if not the best. I believe that they. I say you take Leo Chanel, the linebacker Wisconsin. Linebacker is not their biggest need, but I think Leo Chanel is amazing, and I think that's where I think you take Leo Chanel if there's no really other options there, especially at safety. Um, and now getting to 111, there's Nick Cross from Maryland. I think that's a fine take at 111, and Nick Cross is a safety. Um, and then at 117, um, probably want to go defensive line, uh, guard, or inside offensive line. Um, we have three more picks at this point. I think I'm gonna end the episode after this because it needs to be quick. Um, I think I I take Zach Tom. From Wake Forest, I think that's I think there's a pretty big drop off in kind of quality offensive lineman after that, and then Thomas Booker. I like Thomas Booker from Stanford, defensive lineman, and then now one sixty eight, their last pick. I was like Pierre Strong Jr. from um, South Dakota State. I think he's really good. He just didn't play in a Power Five conference. I don't know. If, I'm pretty. Sure, I don't think South Dakota State's FBS. I'm not sure. Um. But that's it. I'm sorry I'd be such a quick episode. I needed to get going. Um, But we're trying our best to record every week. Um, It just gets tough with changing schedules and schedules that are getting busier each week. And just still having to do homework, schoolwork. And there's just a bunch of stuff we still have to do. But we're trying our best. We'll definitely do a better job of it once school gets closer to an end or is done. We'll definitely rec- try to record um, during the summer. Um, even while I am away from camp, I'm going to try to get Penn to record. Um, and we'll record after that. Before that, we'll try so much harder to record every week. And uh, we actually we may have a slight surprise coming up, but that will be determined later. Thank you for watching or for listening. Um, keep sportsing.